What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me, uh, the host trifecta, back together again after weeks and weeks apart. Uh, I'll come your weeks. way first, Mark weeks Francis. Apart, I am not senior pastor, Mark Carey. Sorry to sorry to disappoint everyone. <laughs> Very, major disappointment. <laughs> I mean, he in his sermon, I think, put himself like a notch below a certain brightness level for preaching on these passages. I'm yeah. like, I'll mention five it here notches to, below that. I'll mention it here in a second. So, but, but good. Nevertheless, it's good to see you. She's back, Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I'm very well, thank good, you. Good, good. It's Wonderful. so icy. It yeah, ice, it's weird. It uh, office opened a little house. bit late. Schools are like closed or something. I don't know. Frederick County. It's it's a wild card. It's but, slick. No, it's good. Uh, so yes, Pastor Mark is not here, right? The elephant not in the room per se. Uh, and I'm looking at his notes <laughs> for the sermon. Uh, it's just a lot. I think it's hilarious that replacement theology is the first thing that comes up on the notes and we don't have a pastor on the sermon. So if you're here for theological clarity, right, and, and a profound impact on the way you interpret scripture. It's not going to be clear. It's, it's not going to happen. Uh, you don't More want questions than answers. to happen from us for sure. But, but the application, guys, let's jump into a Sunday in review of the weekend. Uh, really good stuff. Romans 9, uh, all over the place, kind of the first portion of the chapter. But I mean, he spent a tremendous amount of time on recapping Israel again. Which too. is good. Yeah. Very good. It kind again. of feels like we're on the starting blocks of a race and we're just ready. The yeah. adrenaline's pumping, but the gun hasn't fired yet. Very true. <laughs> and I love the 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 hearkening back to Romans 3, where mm -hmm. it's so clearly asks these three questions of what advantage has the Jew? Is God unfaithful and is God unrighteous? And man, then you got to jump all the way to Romans 9 and he and Mark shows how like those questions are starting to be answered. Yeah. And it gives some clarity. So I love that recap. I that so on a Sunday morning as I'm sitting there, I tend to get overwhelmed if we are flipping all over the place. You know, I, I do it. I, I tag along, but I'm kind of like, oh, this is going to be a lot. How, how do I take no I get overwhelmed, overstimulated at times. But to think about Romans 9 fitting, obviously, the grander context of the Bible, especially as far as Israel concerned, and then it's also fitting the natural context of the author is it, so cool to me. You know, I see it time and time again. I think FPC does a great job of, you know, having these these pastors and teachers really dive into the different contexts and how it all comes together. But like like you said, Mark, to your point, Romans 2 and 3, just the, the context of those questions that he's addressing is building to this idea, finishing after, you know, he mentions the Holy Spirit. In and I do think so. it was I mean, and I'm not going to brag on Mark, but masterful in a way to hearken yeah. back to that, to then look and unpack just these five passages, mm -hmm. or it's five verses, mm -hmm. Romans 9, 1 through 5, mm -hmm. in a way. And I've been reading this leading up to the sermon, and we even challenged the listeners even last week to say, hey, read the entire 9, right. 10, 11 to get in context. But to look at just these five verses and to, to, to come back to Romans 3, to look at those questions, but then even giving... Verses four and five, finding 10 privileges <laughs> yeah. for the nation of Israel in that passage. I did not see that at all. So right. I, 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 I really love that unpacking. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it was really important how um, Pastor Mark brought out these very sober warnings about Israel. They are suppressing the truth. And so therefore they are under the wrath of God. Judgment is coming for them, and mm. they're not exempt just because they are uh, the special chosen ones. Um, they fall right into that category, too. Um, 
So I think that that also just helps set the stage for Paul's burden for his people, just to know that these are his kinsmen. These are his, his Jewish people. And here Paul has experienced life in Christ, relationship with Christ, and he knows the, um, the goodness of that. And that, that's really the ultimate hope for, their, for the people. And here they are rejecting that. And so that breaks Paul's heart. He's yeah. feeling the weight of that. And so yep. you can just feel that that agony, that sorrow, that grief that he is um, expressing on behalf of his people. He knows what it is to know Christ, and he wants that for them. And Paul jumps right into it also by basically saying, if you're, if you're worth your salt understanding any kind of theology back in that day, you would be asking yourself this question. Right. It's good. But point. Like yeah. what? What about the nation of Israel? Are you kidding me? You just got through this entire thing of his right. grace, and it's you know free gift from God, and you know nothing separates from the love of God. Well, okay. What about Israel? Because they're not looking like they're mm. in that camp right now, yeah. and and so to to see the context of these five verses in that light, because he doesn't really unpack that. He just dies right in. I mean, my I'm, my heart is breaking, you know, mm. for the nation nation of Israel. But there's that sense of burden that he has that you got to feel that if anybody else is understanding what Paul is reading and writing here, that they're going to have that same question. And, yeah. and we're going to have these three chapters to answer that. Right. And and I think the pace at which we're going warrants meditation because it, it, it's slow, methodical, right? The way the, way the congregation is kind of going through it. But you, again, if you were to just read Romans 9 for a morning devotional, you're going to breeze right through those two verses that talk about 10 characteristics mm. of Israel. You'd be like, okay, <laughs> right. Israel, blah, right. blah, blah. Where, where's, what about me? But to, to really answer these questions and you get a greater appreciation for, you know, down to the word, what's being said. You guys were able to have community group this week or yeah. no? Okay. Yeah, I mean, what, what, yeah. what were some of yeah. the conversations like in response to, to this sermon where people, you know, gaining an understanding where questions arising, what has it been like for, for you guys? Well, one thing that um, hit a lot of us was um, at the beginning of the sermon when Mark was talking about uh, retirement and just some of the reflection questions that that brought about what missed opportunities were lost because of unfaithfulness. These missed opportunities um, as, you know, when you get to that point in life and re looking back and reflecting, have I squandered opportunity that God's given me? And um, I don't think that's a question just for retirement. I think that's a question that we all need to be asking of ourselves now. Mm -hmm. um, and so for us as Christians being born again, we've been given these great spiritual uh, potential, I think is what mm -hmm. Mark called it. And we have these benefits as well. And so are we taking advantage of these privileges that we've been given as people of God, or are we squandering them? Yeah. And, and somebody else in our community group, which by the way, it's kind of cool because we have only been meeting on Zoom sure. and not in person, which makes some of these conversations a little challenging, mm. but we've assigned certain kind of components of the community group to people. So there's some... yeah teaching time and there's an application time, not just rehashing what the sermon was, but kind of like what we do right here. Mm -hmm. And and one of the the points that came out of it also was, man, looking at the applications of, man, does your heart break for the lost? And, you know, knowing that, okay, Christ is going to return someday and, and we have that urgency. 
I think somebody was even saying, man, like I'm, I'm working on my will. I'm working on, you know, different, different like life insurance policies. And is that even relevant right now? You know, so we had some conversations yeah. about just life application of, you know, how, to, what does that look like to live a life with those kind of eyes? It, it seemed a little bit of a bunny trail from the conversation, sure. the but it, it works. And, and so I, for me, it was heavy in application. And, and I wish if, if Mark were here, I would love to have just encouraged him to be like, I, I need application in my life. I want it. Because when you listen to the sermon about all these points of Israel and is, is Israel a lost cause, well, what's in it for me? You know, what, how does mm -hmm. that really so, apply? And those application three points that he made, which we can discuss here and now, were amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mark used the, the terms which are buzzing in our world right now, which are very relevant to us, the woke woke culture. Woke culture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, we, uh, Caleb, canceled, you, you got to define it for us, right? The cancel culture. I'm glad he mentioned it. It was just a curveball because I'm like, oh, okay, we're, you know, we're going there. The woke yeah, culture. It's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's good. Talking, it's talking, yeah. you're talking, your cancel generation's culture. talk. And um, so I think that that is significant because we are in this very heightened social awareness age and um, there is this cancel culture where um, because you say something that is um, unsavory or distasteful or whatever that you can be ostracized mm -hmm. and um, have social um, on your social networking you be bullied or <laughs> right. you know uh, shamed the online shaming thing all of that it's a real thing um, among this younger mm -hmm. group yeah, and, of people. And hearing kind of application or having a sermon that gets culturally relevant to me is is valuable to, to have from the pulpit. You don't want to get political, and I know Mark never does, but to, to have from the pulpit to at least acknowledge social injustices, racial injustices, right. the political culture in our climate, in our world right now. Not that we're going left or right as a church, but like where is God calling us mm -hmm. to be in our culture to be light to the community and, and to give little tidbits of where we can stand with that. You know, those three applications of religion is dangerous. Mm -hmm. We can, so the second then, we can become too hard-hearted you know, and does your heart really break for the lost? And and then the third is only Christ could be could become accursed to redeem us. I thought, man, I didn't see those applications out of this passage, but now that you look at it, it fits so right. well, significantly. And, and you look at the trend of of how Israel acted and what they went through. I mean, that whole idea of you know you can't be too bad to go to heaven, but you can think yourself too good to go to heaven. And and what Israel did or didn't do with the whole notion of being God's chosen people. I was talking with a friend of mine, Ben, who's on staff here, and I just said I, I struggle with cynicism and apathy for what is happening in the world right now. Because you just mm -hmm. get so I mean, mm -hmm. it's no secret to anybody. You get so sick of it, but to really have a heart for what's happening, you know, and and bring a healthy love truth balance into it is something that's so important. And so it's so cool to, uh, you know, I was caught off guard by him mentioning woke culture and cancel culture from the pul pulpit, because I'm like, <laughs> right. I think that's the first time that's been mentioned, but it's really good. Unfortunately, it, it demonstrates that people my age are not creative with the way they name things. It's, it's, it's a little embarrassing, <laughs> but uh, to have to bring truth into those conversations, right? Because, I mean, I, I even think of Simeon here who's doing sound for us. He's in my small group. He's growing up. That's going to be his battlefield. The, the spiritual battleground is you. nobody can disagree anymore. So and you part of these. what we talked about last night is not just a post-Christian, but an anti-Christian society. Absolutely. It's how do you engage yep. people? Yep. And, and, and just the idea that 
you know, no person is ever too bad to go to heaven, mm -hmm. but a person may think themselves to be too good. Right. And so there was that example that he heard from a podcast in his closing points of his sermon that mm -hmm. people were just bashing. How can you pray for these religious leaders of the, or these, these political leaders of the day? You know, they're just Satan worshipers or whatever. They, I mean, it was right, a ridiculous right. thought. And that yeah. here are potentially believers or Christians, so-called Christians who are saying, I'm, I don't have a heart to pray for these people. Mm -hmm. And and somebody in our community group spoke up and said, I relate to that. And it was mm -hmm. an honest conversation of how can we all grow mm -hmm. as believers to see the world, to see any person through God's eyes and, and not to, and not to, to be racist, not to be sexist. Image bearers. Yeah, We're all like, right. all of us are image bearers. We are all made in the image of Christ, whether you're a believer or not. And doesn't matter what side of the political fence you're on, what ethnic race you are, uh, what social status you are, we are all bearing the image of God. And, um, it is, absolutely essential for us as Christians to be treating all people with dignity because they are made by God. God is their creator too. And um, regardless, we, we need to yeah. be showing the love of Christ to them. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, ne next time Mark is on, I'd really love to bend his ear just a little bit more about that whole preachers of void <laughs> Romans 9, 10, wow. and 11. Yeah. I mean, uh, so we're going to, we're going to do it, you know, and we're going to come across stuff and, and any, any disc dissent or attacks, I mean, it's, you know, scripture can defend itself. We're certainly going to use it to do so. Well, Mark's been acknowledging that there's going to be people in our own church who are going to disagree with things that are going to be coming out yeah, of the pulpit. Yeah, he mentioned that here even. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's fine, but how can we grow in our understanding of who God is and just to he's better huge. see his right, greatness? Right. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, just harking back to, who Israel was and thinking about all of their religiosity and, and mm -hmm. all of their pomp and circumstance that, that Jesus saw in his day, that Paul is acknowledging of where Israel is falling short. You can, you can just take it to the next level and fall short of recognizing that is through grace and grace alone it is the love of God that has given us the privilege to have access to him. And, and Paul acknowledges that that's how the nation of Israel actually had a right relationship with them anyway. Hmm. And and they lose sight of that. Um, and they've forgotten that they were adopted as sons. They were, they've forgotten that, you know, of all the promises that, that verse four and five were going into. And then ultimately that God gave them Christ. God gave them the Messiah. And he's given us, the Gentiles, the Messiah mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. which is great, which is that third and final application point that only Christ is the one who can redeem us. We can't do it. Nobody else can do it. No pomp and circumstance, no religion, no world leader. Uh, you know, it's only Christ that is going to give us that access. Right. So I was thinking about the challenging questions that Mark asked us in, like, how do we engage our community? How do we become those frontline ministers? Uh, and mm. I, I, I sometimes can be tempted to be intimidated to think, I'm not equipped to go and um, embrace all of these mm -hmm. issues that are at hand. I My world is very quiet and simple, and I kind of like it that way. Um, but I think that it is our job to be these frontline ministers and to engage our community. And so I was like, well, the first thing that I need to be doing is praying and just 
knowing that the Holy Spirit has been given to me and the Holy Spirit will guide me in all truth. The Holy Spirit will teach me and help me to remember. He has been um, not only to help, he not only helps us, but he is praying for us and he's interceding for us and he's giving us the fruits of the Spirit so that we can uh, engage with our our communities with the fruits of the Spirit. But the, the passage that uh, stuck out to me that as I was just reading in my own study um, is from Isaiah 30. And it's talking about how the Lord is going to be gracious uh, to Israel and then also to us. But I'm going to start with uh, verse 18 in chapter 30. Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. For a people shall dwell in Zion and in Jerusalem, you shall weep no more. He will surely be gracious, gracious to you at the sound of your cry. As soon as he hears it, he answers you. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes shall see your teacher. And then verse 21 is what really jumped out to me. And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. And I just um, can visualize that the Lord is there with us in every circumstance. And when we are feeling timid about how to reach out to somebody else, he's there, he's, he's speaking, he's whispering to us in our left ear and our right hmm. ear. And are we listening? Are we um, tuning into his voice? Are we hmm. recognizing his, the leading of the spirit. Um, and so that just, it brings me comfort to know that he's with me and he is going to guide me and he is going to help me to know who to reach out to. And in his providence and sovereignty, he brings people across my path as well. So, uh, staying in step with the spirit, I think is really essential for evangelism. Yeah, that's good. And, and you're saying kind of how God leads those steps and how God will just bring you those people in just everyday conversations and everyday life. And I look to my own world and I heard Mark say, you people out there are the frontline people. You know, that that was a key mm-hmm. word that he used that he's just behind the scenes, empowering and, and, and encouraging and teaching and leading the, the front line. And, and, and I think of, okay, I do interact with plenty of people Outside of the church world, I am on staff here, but I also have other jobs where I'm out in the world. And I'm thinking, man, am I living a life that is exemplifying Christ? And it's challenging. Am I doing it in a way that is pleasing, Mm -hmm. that is honoring and glorifying to God, but also that is a testimony to the people that are around me? Because in this post-Christian or this anti-Christian world, long are the days of just wagging your finger at somebody and saying, you know, turn and burn, repent. And or even the crusades of 50, 60 years ago, generations ago, I don't think that that's going to be relevant in, in our society today. And so it's going to be, for me, I'm, I'm impacted and, and almost, you know, encouraged in a way to say, okay, how can I live just my life as a, as a believer, point people to Christ and how I live, how I walk, how I go about my business, and, and then that engages that personal relationship, one-on-one conversations where people might say, hey, there is something about you. And I've had those conversations, and it's been encouraging. But it also makes me think, 
how can I do better? Yeah. And, and that's the, that's our call. That's really good. Well, and I like to think about, you know, every, everything that's going on, what, what families, homes, businesses, schools, what people are going through. Yes. To a certain degree, you know, we're getting less, um, willing to talk to somebody who disagrees with us, but there's also hmm. COVID's made a lot of room for the gospel to enter the lives of these people. People are willing to have something a little bit different happen in their life that hasn't necessarily happened before, because that's been this entire year, has been circumstances out of our control that we can't quite fully understand, mm-hmm. uh, and the gospel's both of those things. And, and do we uh, see those opportunities? Yeah. And right. that's that's my challenge. I'm, right. I don't think I'm seeing them enough, and that mm-hmm. to me comes from a better walk with mm-hmm. God to where I'm more in tune to the spirit to kind of point me and show mm-hmm. me, okay, that's mm-hmm. an opportunity. And and not to beat myself over the head if I missed it, mm. but to see it right. next time. And, and and the the current church can look back on these stories of Israel and the downfall and say, okay, well, here's what we need to do to make sure we don't do that. And that's the first step to doing it. No and, magical know, formula. Is to, yeah. yeah, yeah. So to live in that grace and in, in light of, you know, what Christ has done and bring him to other people. I mean, there, you know, it's it's so important to, to think through that lens and, and with that perspective. And, you know, God's agenda is unfolding, regardless yeah. of whoever else's agenda or propagandas, mm-hmm. you know, being spread. And it's so relevant to the past. Paul was just breaking mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the other people that yeah. he called his countrymen, his kinsmen, his Jewish yeah. nation. And, and are we breaking from that standpoint That's, for the and people are around we us? Praying? Like, are we praying for mm-hmm. them? Are we um, bringing them before the throne of God on, and pleading for their salvation? And I, um, I think about uh, Jewish people who um, they find the gospel offensive. And if you try to share the gospel with them and tell them of Jesus, they don't want to hear it. And as Christians, we're like, well, um, this is how we are loving you. And they are like, no, we don't want your love. (laughs) Stop loving me. (laughs) Um, But but, um, even against people who might be completely obstinate to hearing the gospel, God is so much bigger and we can be praying that God would touch their hearts, illuminate their minds and bring that life changing salvation to their hearts Mm -hmm. and to their lives. Um, And there's a lot of power in prayer and God and his sovereignty has um, mysteriously put us as part of that unfolding of his plan and how he uses us and how he uses our prayers. So Mm. our prayers are not ineffective because the Holy Spirit is at work in us. And the Holy Spirit is, um, it's, it's that once again, that beautiful dance in the Trinity. And we get to be a part of that, which absolutely is mind blowing. Um, for sure. So let's be faithful to pray for those people. When, like you mentioned, the, you know, the mystery of all that, and that's something that, that is revealed with Scripture. And so another thing that stood out to me as, as we've been going through Romans is just the humanity behind it. Because, I mean, listen, I grew up in this church, okay? The Bible is not new to me. I've known it my entire life, but it continues to become more personal. Mm-hmm. And I, I see the authorship and the the personality, the raw emotion behind the origins of, you know, God instilling his words in, in the lives of Paul and all these people. And so... You know, if you're a part of this church or listening, and especially if you have somebody young in your family that has grown up in this church, I just encourage you to ask them, 
what does the Bible mean to you? And see what they say. Mm. Because if they're a kid in this church and their, their answer leans mystical or spiritual or law-based, I need to do these things, that'll open up the door to really hone in on, this is a yeah. personal tool yeah. to, to rely on. This is, this is God himself. I mean, the word became flesh. And so that's just m- my challenge and encouragement. As I look back on my life, I mean, I, guys, I grew up in this church. I mean, it's all, it's all I've known and loved. And still this thing was not really personal to me. Yeah. I had to grow yeah. in, in my affinity for scripture. That's good. You got to make it your own. Right. You know? And right. you can't just have it just be not reliant and at you and just and it, so it, it then it's then when you really do it yourself it's not reliant on your parents it's not reliant on a preacher's ability to deliver it perfectly and for people Simeon's age and and young students it's not you're not relying on some christian ted talk or a youtube speaker who yeah. says the right things but it's you and god mm-hmm. himself which is just a tremendous and another good there. question is you know where did you see god this past week just yeah. having that acknowledgement of okay I'm just living my life and doing my own thing, but where was God in your world? And, mm-hmm. and how did you how did you gain a greater understanding of who he is? And it's good. Those are simple questions. And we all should be growing in that. Yeah. Not get just, excited. Not to, just kids. Get eager and excited for where we're <laughs> headed. As we read through, you know, Romans 9, 10, 11, and uh, I, I get more and more excited yeah. because, because yes. I know where we're going. Yes. And that's some other feedback I, I've received just about this podcast too, is people value knowing where we're headed and knowing the, the rate at which Mark's going to bring stuff about because mm-hmm. you get you brought into the fold a little bit, mm-hmm. so to speak. You come on a Sunday morning and, and you know, you know what you're going to get a little bit and it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. Well, the other thing that Mark says is he's not in the front lines. So all of us <laughs> right. watching and listening, he, yeah. uh, they're that we are in the front lines, but yeah. the, the challenge is how do we push Mark into the front lines? Is that, <laughs> well, you know, but so he can, did mention it. He can did. we submit an application to the local Starbucks with Mark Carey's name on it and, and say part-time <laughs> job? Apply? He did, but he, it's, it's for the record. He did say, this is for me too. Okay, good. At least in That's the 1045. He, Cause he, he, he said, well, I don't know what the way he said, I, you know, I'm on the back, uh, you know, you're the front lines. And he said, I'm called to be on the front lines too. So he, he did say it, <laughs> but yeah, no, it is. It is. Fun. I just love that he's not here and anytime there's that much unpacked on a sunday i'm like i bet mark's not gonna be there <laughs> yep but no, that's good, so. <laughs> yeah so guys before we wrap it up uh mark what can we point people towards what's happening in the life of fbc uh, in the week ahead yeah the li- i mean well the week ahead i mean mark's gonna continue in romans 9 and mm-hmm. i do know a little tidbit we're gonna get a chance to he, he's i had a zoom conversation with him so i, I know that he's wrestling with the okay. next few verses and how does how do you unpack okay. that at what pace and and one of the things that we are going to do within the worship time is read through the entire chapter nine. And so that would be my encouragement. Okay. If you guys haven't done that yet, read through nine and then even 10, 11, and just mm-hmm. see the whole thing because just going little bits at a time is helpful, but also you got to see the big picture, which I know and why Mark I want to say, back and forth like that. look for the theme of mercy. That mm-hmm. has jumped out at me. Yeah. Look for the theme of God's mercy mm-hmm. as you're reading. Yep. Yep. And so I'll, I'll continue to talk about worship services. You know, we had great attendance this past weekend, uh, even so much so that if you showed up late to the second service in the overflow, yeah, you're going to overflow. Um, so the encouragement that I've received was for people to acknowledge, say, Hey, come on Saturday, if that's possible, if that's an option for you, because there's still some capacity for that, or even the nine o'clock, um, mask required service, if you're able to do that, those are the two services right now that have, um, space. So thank God for that. 
Um, yeah. But children's ministry started bursting at the seams, the okay. 1045 service. So if if you're sensitive to that, to allow for more people to attend and enjoy their experience and not be in an overflow, uh, try one of those services because that will encourage our entire body in this regathering process. So that's really uh, that's going to be the biggest encouragement as we lead. That's to a good Easter, problem to have. As we lead to Easter, Absolutely. knowing that we want to attend Easter services together. Easter, so, that's right. Absolutely. My goodness, that's several weeks away. It's getting there. It's crazy. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys, Mark, Alicia. You guys are awesome. As a reminder to our listeners and viewers, you can find us all over the place. You Google search Sermon Spotlight. We pop right up. You can subscribe. Find us on YouTube. HD video goes up midweek. Uh, the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. <laughs>